This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. As you remain standing, I want to express my gratitude to our spiritual parents. Um, to do a work like this, it's already a great honor to be here. But even when we went through tough times, you came to Mauritius, Dr. Bev. ministered to me, to my daughter. You ministered to us. You've been there for us. You're not only there for the South African people. You're also there for the Mauritian people. And even in a small island, you believed in the great God that is in us. And you've developed people. We are truly, truly thankful. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Bell. Hallelujah. Let's just pray and then we get into the word. Father, in Jesus' name, your spirit is here. Lord, use me. Think through my mind and speak out of my lips. Let everything that we do and we say bring glory to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and our God's people say. Amen. All right. You ready for the word of God? Yes. You may take your seats. title of my message is The King of the kingdom the king of the kingdom open your bible to the book of revelation now as john is writing this the apostle john you have to understand that john has seen jesus from a young age then he saw jesus in his ministry then he saw jesus crucified he saw jesus raised up from the dead but as he's writing this he's seen jesus glorified and as he sees jesus glorified here's a message from Jesus to us. So everybody say, this scripture is speaking about me. Okay, now look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. It says, I'm reading from King James because it reminds me of who I am. Praise God. And, and from Jesus Christ, verse 5, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. And the land in your Bible, he's the prince of the kings of the earth. Now look at the first thing. Unto him that loved us. Now say this is speaking about me. Say God loves me. Say it louder. Say God loves me. You need to get to a revelation that God loves you. When you know that God loves you, you'll never say nobody loves me. Amen. Say, say it out loud. God loves me. Say it again. God loves me. Now because he's loved me, he sent his son... And through the blood of Jesus, number two, he washed us, the same us that he loved, he washed us from our sins in his own blood. Say this with me, Jesus has washed me from his own blood. So that means we are no longer a sinner. Amen? We are now the righteousness of God. So we are loved. Say, I am loved. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm a special person. Amen? Do you really believe that? Do you really believe the word of God? Yes. So now we've understood that God loves us, number one. Number two, we've understood that God has washed us and cleansed us and made us the righteousness of God. We are now the sons and daughters of God. Amen? But then we go to step number three, verse six. And he has made the people who he loved, he has made the people who he, ha he has washed by his own blood, he has made us kings and priests. Everybody say, I'm a king. 
Now, ladies, I want you to understand, uh, Dad taught us yesterday, in the, in the kingdom of God, there's no male or female. So every lady in the house say, I am a king. Every man in the house say, I'm a king. Everybody in the house shout out, I am a king. Now look at somebody and say, I am a king. Now whenever I'm going to ask you the question, who's the king, you're going to shout out, I'm a king, right? Who are you in Christ? Who are you in Christ? Who are you in Christ? You are a king, amen? Say, I'm a king. Say it again, I'm a king. Now, when I was reading this, I was thinking to myself, you know, a small island in the Indian Ocean. Little Mauritian guy like me, well, little is just an expression. I thought to myself, well, he can't be speaking about me. So I, I asked God, do we have a confirmation here? So let's go to the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verse 9. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9. And they sung a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For you were slain. And you have redeemed us. And then in your Bible, we are loved. We've been washed. We've been made kings. We are redeemed. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says we are redeemed from every curse. So if you're redeemed from every curse, you are blessed. Say this to me. I'm a blessed king. Say it again. I'm a blessed king. All right. So now it says we've been redeemed from, 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 redeemed from curse to God by his blood of every kindred. Every tongue, every people, every nation, including the Mauritians. Isn't that right? That includes the South Africans. That includes people from Uganda. That includes people from India. So we've got to come out of this Mauritian mentality. We're going to come out of this South African mentality. We're going to come out from this African mentality. Let me say this to you. We're going to come out of this church mentality. We're going to have the kingdom mentality. In the kingdom of God, we are kings. Amen? And kings rule and reign with authority. Kings, they know who they are in Christ. Let me ask you something. Kings have dignity. Say amen, somebody. I, I, I watched a movie once about this young man. You know, all these uh, movies, sometimes they come out. This young man that they, they, they were, he was a nobody. Then suddenly they find out he's an heir to the throne. And so they, they, they bring him and they say to him, look, your manners have to change. Your character has to change. The way that you behave has to change. You can't just be like the common people because you are now the king. And I believe in Jesus' name through the spirit of God, through the word of God, our manners have to change. Our character has to change. Our conduct has to change. We have to align our mind to the word of God. We have to align our life to the will of God. We are not who people say we are. We are not who social media says we are. Our identity is not found on social media. Our identity is found in the word of God. So when we look in the word of God, we should be looking in the mirror. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I can have what God says I can have. Greater is he that is in me than he that is against me. I am a king. I have power and authority. I am the ambassador of Christ. Shout amen, somebody. Who's the king? Who's the king? Praise the Lord. Are you a king? That's coming from you, sir. It's the anointing, the more than conqueror. I thought you were, I thought you were going to preach that message yesterday. I'm thinking to myself, he's, I've stolen his notes already. 
Praise the Lord. All right, now, once again, I'm going to ask you, who's the king? Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. We're kings and priests. I'm going to major on the word king. 1 Peter chapter 2. Look at verse 9. Now, remember that Peter, he's the one that denied Christ. And he might have thought to himself, well, I'm a failure. But you see, the love of God is greater than any failure. The grace of God is greater than any sin. Can I hear an amen? Now look what the word says. Peter now catches a revelation. He says, but you are, say I am. So this is now, this is not future tense. This is not past tense. This is now. This is who I am now. See, see, listen to me. Physically, you're sitting in a building. Geographically, you're in Johannesburg. But spiritually, you're seated in Christ in high places. Amen. And look what the word says. The word says, you are a chosen generation. You've been handpicked by God. You can't sing this song like Celine Dion all by myself. Because that's not the right song. But you're a chosen generation. I said, you're a chosen generation. The Bible says you are royalty. You are royal priesthood. Now, Jesus, his priesthood is, under, is, is in the lineage of Melchizedek. And the Bible tells me that Melchizedek is a king and a priest forever. So we are not a king, you know, temporarily. We're a king, full stop. And the king of all kings is Jesus Christ. Amen. So we follow the king. We serve the king. And because we follow the king of kings and serve the king of kings, we become kings. We can do what he's done. In fact, he's even said to you, greater works than me you can do. Do you believe that today? I said, do you believe that today? So we've got to come away. Now, I, I don't know about you. In Mauritius, we, we, uh, we came from slavery. They took our people from India, Pakistan, Mozambique, Madagascar. And so we... we, we we were slaves. But I thank God that God saw me special. He turned a slave into a king. Yeah. Amen. I don't need to feel sorry for myself anymore. Say amen, somebody. Yeah. I've got to change the way I think. I've got to change the way I believe. I've got to change the way I speak. I've got to change the way I act because I know who I am in Christ. Yeah. There was a time when I went, I sat down one day. I was about to minister the word of God and there's a guy. It's, 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 it's a businessman and the guy's tie was more valuable or had more cost more than my entire clothes just a tie and i thought to myself dear lord have mercy here's me buying things three for 100 rupees and his tie is worth more than 1200 rupees but then i find out listen hey you're a king there's something inside of you that he needs to hear and the voice that's inside of you is the voice of God. So I began to just align my mind with the mind of God. And I said, Lord, you give me the wisdom because I'm a king. Help me to speak like a king. I spoke like a king. And here's this great businessman in tears. Why? Because God has sent me to heal the broken heart. Say amen, somebody. So I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation, a peculiar people. A peculiar people means you are special. Look at somebody and say, I am special. Say it again. Say, I am special. 
Look at somebody else and say, you are special. Oh my God, you must be so special that, listen, the rands couldn't buy you, the dollars couldn't buy you, the pounds couldn't buy you. To buy you, it needed the blood of Jesus Christ. You must be some kind of special. Amen. Out of all the millions of angels that God had, you were so special that he had to send his only begotten son. Never say I'm not special. Never say I'm no good. That's not the language of the kingdom of God. The language of the kingdom of God is the language of the word of God. Hallelujah. My time of pity party is gone. I have praise party. Say amen somebody. Alright, so I'm a peculiar person. I'm very special. I've been brought out of darkness into light. Now I want you to know, once again, I'm going to shout it out. Who's the king? I. Who's the king? I. I want you to shout it like you're really king. Who's the king? I. Praise the Lord. Now go to the book of Ecclesiastes. Chapter 10, verse 20. I'm reading from the King James Version. Who's the king? I. All right. Just have it on a, on a big screen. King James. You ready? Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 20. I want all of us to understand. One more time, I'm going I'm I'm to shout it out. Who's the king? And you're going to tell me who's the king, all right? Who's the king? Well, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 20, curse not the king. Amen? Amen? Now, hold on to your hair. What, is the, what, what does the word say? Do not... Now, now, there's many types of curse. And from our country, and I'm sure from Africa, we can name all the curses. We can name that demons, even, this, even Satan has never heard of. But here the Bible says, do not curse. Who's the king? Now, listen to me. There are, uh, there's loads of curse, but I'm going to talk to you about two curses. I'm going to major on the second one. One curse is, uh, and the vehicle of a curse is words and action. So, Curses and blessing flows with words and action. Am I right? Okay. Now, the Bible says, curse not the king. Now, when people put curse on you, 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 don't, have to, you don't have to accept that. One day, someone came up to me and said, you'll never make it. I said, ah, I'll make it in the name of Jesus. I can do all things through Christ. I don't allow that germs from the devil to get attached to my spirit. Amen. When people talk bad about you, don't wait, don't go home, cry a little bit, and then say, I'm not who people say I am. Do it straight away. You had the audacity to curse me in public. I'll have the audacity to, to break that curse in public. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. So I said, I'm not who you say I am. I can make it in Jesus' name. You're not my God. One day, one of those Hindu people said to me, no, no disrespect to any religion, uh, said to me, your God can do nothing. I said, my God died for me on the cross, raised again after three days, death could not hold him, hell could not hold him. He rose up and gave me life. I'm born again, he starts me over again. Then I said, hey, hold on a minute. There's a myth about you. You, your God cut the head of a baby. My God will never do that. My God will heal babies. And then you say you have a God 
Instead of putting the head back, he takes the head of an elephant and put it on a baby. That must be some kind with no disrespect of stupid. Why don't you put the head of the baby back? Speak to me. If you're really a God, take the head of the baby and put it back on the baby. Don't take the head of an elephant. Say amen, somebody. I serve a great God. He's a miracle-working God. My God has changed my life. That's the biggest miracle. I mean, my God changed the life of a man who was a rock star. And today we're all here born again because he changed the life of a rock star. That's my God. Shout amen, somebody. Now, second king. Second king. Oh, rock star. Praise the Lord. I used to think I was Elvis Presley. I used to put up the lips. I don't have the lips. I don't have the sideburn. It seems I've got the stomach at the moment. <laughs> the second type of curse, you ready for this? Is self-inflicted curse. When you curse yourself. Now this curse that Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 20 is talking about is the self-inflicted curse. Look what it says. King James. Curse not the king, not in your thought. That means that dad said it yesterday, your life goes in the direction of your thinking. So if you keep thinking, I'll never make it. I'm not good enough. Uh, uh, what I did in the past, uh, or this, that, and the other. If you keep thinking to the past, you remain a prisoner of the past. Now if you look around you, you see people from different nations. Different colors, different nation. We're from Mauritius. Could you imagine if we came and sat down, Mauritian people, as we're sitting down, everybody's got their eyes in front of their heads, and the Mauritian people's got their eyes at the back of their head. Is that possible? I said, is that possible? Why? Because God never created you to look backwards in life. He created you to look forward in life. Amen. Are you learning something? So it says, curse not the king, not even in your thought. Now, the thing about, about, about church is sometimes we get excited in church. We say, I'm a king. And then we go home and say, oh, nobody loves me. You still think. You still think with your old nature. You still think like a slave. Are, are you here, church? You're still thinking as a sinner. You're still thinking with your past life. You need, oh. There, there are times... Um, there's sometimes I do the dishes, by the way. Keeps me humble. One day I was doing the dishes, there was a stain. And I was trying to clean the dishes and, you know, the stain wouldn't come out. So you know what I had to do? I had to put more pressure. Right? More pressure to clean it. Listen, you have to learn to apply pressure from the word in your mind to clean your mind. Amen. You have to clean your mind. Yes, we do brainwash people. Because their brain are so dirty. Because their brain are so filthy. Because you're still looking to your past. So we got to take the blood. we got to take the word and wash your brain and make you think like God thinks. Make you believe what God has said about you. Make you start speaking the way that God has spoken about you. Make you begin to act the way God wants you to act. So that you can become the person that God has died on the cross to make you become. Who's the king? Curse not the king. Align your words to the word of God. Say what the word of God says about you. 
You are an overcomer in Christ. So say I'm an overcomer. Say I'm more than a conqueror. Say these words. Say I am no longer a wimp. I'm a winner in Christ. Amen. Jesus didn't die on the cross so that we can become wimps. He died on the cross so that we can become winners. Amen. Hallelujah. Curse not the king. Don't curse yourself, not even in your thoughts. Curse not the rich. Now, the book of 2 Corinthians, the Bible says that Jesus was rich. For our sake he became poor, so that through his poverty we may be rich. So who's the rich? So who's the rich? So who's the rich? So you're not just a king, you're a rich king. Shout amen, somebody. Now, some of you is going to take time for that to manifest, but you're still a rich king. Say, I'm a rich king. Now, now uh, uh, listen to me very carefully. He says, curse not the king, not even in your, or in your thought. Curse not the king in your bedchamber, which is in your bedroom, for a bird of the air. And the in your Bible. There are, there, uh, the bird of the air in the book of Mark chapter 4, when Jesus was explaining about uh, the parable of the sower sows the seed, he said that the birds of the air represent Satan. Now listen, but then there's, there's another bird, symbolic, it's the Holy Spirit, the dove, right? So, so there is a God, symbolic bird, the Holy Spirit, and there's a Satan, symbolic bird. Are you here with me, church? How many of you know that birds are attracted to seeds? I said, how many of you know that birds are attracted to seeds? Now look what the word says. It says, for the bird of the air shall carry the voice. So whatever you're talking in your room is what will manifest in your life. See, we have this tendency to speak great, to speak good things in church, but then when we go home in our car, in our house, in our work, in our bedroom, we don't speak the word, we speak our circumstances. You can't just speak the word in the church only. You have to speak the word constantly. You've got to speak the word in your bedroom. You've got to speak the word wherever you go. When, you, when I drive, I speak the word. You know, technology today has made it possible for us to listen to the word so that we can be saturated by the word in our minds. Amen. Curse not the king. Who's the king? Look at somebody and say, don't curse yourself. So many of us were cutting ourselves to pieces. There's a man in the Bible. Listen to me very carefully. David made a covenant with his friend, Jonathan. Years later, after Jonathan's death, the king now, the king of, of Israel, because of his covenant, he said, is there anyone that I can be good to the house of Jonathan? And so they were looking. And they came up with a man by the name of Mephibosheth. Now, Mephibosheth... He was dropped when he was five years old. Let me tell you something. We were dropped by Adam. We were dropped by Adam. And then throughout our lives, some people have dropped us as well. Made us lame on our feet. You know when you're lame on your feet, it means you can't progress in life. And so the king was looking for this man. By the way, his name, Mephibosheth, means shameful one. 
And this man had such an uh, uh, inferior spirit or self, a, a poor self-image of himself that he even called himself a dog. He said, David, David was looking for him to restore everything to him, to make him sit at the king's table. And this guy came up and said, the guy was a prince, but he acted like a lame, shameful boy, like many of us believers. And he said, who am I? I'm just a dog. But you know what? Someone greater than King David is here. And there is a stronger covenant than the one that Jonathan and David made. That's called the blood covenant on G of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. If Mephibosheth, who was a dog, can be restored, we can be restored. Amen. Now, now, dog is spelled D-O-G. Isn't that right? But God can restore our image that we can become G-O-D. See, you're going to tell them where it says in the scripture that we are gods in this earth, right? Thank you, sir. <laughs> in, the book, in the book of Exodus, it says, it says to Moses, Moses is a deportee. Moses is a murderer. Moses is a liar. He, he goes away. He goes into a desert. He gets an encounter with God. And God says, I want to return you back. And, 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 and Moses says, that's all, folks. I can't talk. Don't you know what I've done, God? God says, I'm going to return you back, Moses. I want to take you back, Moses. You might have done, you might have done what people say you have done, but you are not who people say you are. You might have done what people say you might have done, but you're not who people say you are. You are who God says you are. And so God returns him back. And now the man, God says to him in the book of Exodus chapter 7, says, I will make you like a God before Pharaoh. The king of kings has made us like kings. We can't think like a peasant anymore. We can't think like a slave anymore. We are sons and daughters of the living God. We are ambassadors of Christ. We are more than conquerors. We are winners in Christ. Do you know who you are in Christ? Don't curse yourself. Don't go saying wrong things about you. Align your life in the Word of God. Look what the Word says. Every time you want to know what you look like, look to the Word of God. The Word of God will reveal to you who you are in Christ. Say amen, somebody. Oh, man. I'm a king, sir. Praise the Lord, I'm a king. You are looking at a king of Mauritius. Not because Mauritius may not recognize me, but God has called me. Say amen, somebody. I might not have the crown that you expect, but God has crowned me with tender mercies. Did you learn something this morning? Who's the king? Who's the king? Who's the rich king? Are you blessed this morning? God bless you, hallelujah. 
Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.